Hey Smickheads, we're super busy this month, so we're dropping a previously unaired episode of the SMIC Super Show. We originally recorded this episode back in January, right after the Christmas holiday, so don't be surprised if you hear us catching up about Christmas and holidays and presents and all that fun stuff. But towards the end, it turns into a collecting episode where we talk about collecting cards and toys, and it's a lot of fun. So we hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll see you next month. How long has it been since you've had Burger King? Oh, wow. I'm really glad you said that because <laughs> I've been talking to my wife about Burger King a lot lately. Yeah? Because <laughs> I've been wanting to have it. I haven't had Burger King in so long, and I'm like, I think I'm ready to get back on the Burger King horse. Like, I really, really want some I Burger King. I think you King. should. I, I, I think you might have forgotten how good Burger King is. You think like, so? I, I I actually prefer their burgers to McDonald's, even though we eat McDonald's so much more often than Burger King. <laughs> I think they're superior. <laughs> wow. Well, I, okay, I'm not going to act surprised about that. There's Here's the thing. Almost all burgers are superior to McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is just part of our DNA. Like it, It's something yeah. I'm not just going to get over. Like I'm never going right. to not have a spot for it. It's right. You know what I mean? Like it is kind of, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I need, I've watched so much football this year. Burger King has had the biggest commercial push, push this season. <laughs> push this season. <laughs> commercial push. <laughs> it's like a cat. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been inundated with Burger King jingles, whether I like it or not. Uh, just how are their commercials assault on my ears by the way because it's like that horrible off tone or like off key singing like bk have it your way oh, like that's really? it's such bad singing like why could you <laughs> not like have it in, in, in two I, I people in the 80s you know our child we took pride in our uh-huh. jingles you would have, you know, hook, line, and sinker, verse, chorus, catchy as hell, being your head all day. Not that the Burger King jingle isn't in my head all the day, but we would have guitar solos, saxophones, key changes, and now it's like, let's just make the most mediocre jingle we could possibly make, and oh. people will like it. Oh, man, that sucks. But that's just my two whoppers. It's the SMIC Super Show. And now, they're too legit to quit. Cole Roberts and Mike Anderson. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the SMIC Super Show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. Man, what did you think about that segue? The little two whoppers bit. That was that I was like pretty, it. That was pretty good, right? <laughs> I'm still I'm still loving uh commercial puss. Like <laughs> commercial puss. I don't even know. Like if I just I forgot started, the H. <laughs> if I started my own <laughs> commercial puss. My own production company, that's what I would name it. Commercial puss. Commercial puss. I love that. Like you could have like a cat as a logo. That would be really fun. It has to be a cat. It can't be anything else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Mike, it's been, this is our first podcast this year. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Happy New Year. Everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Um, Thank you. How many of you are over the New Year, I guess, 
honeymoon phase. <laughs> Have you already uh, gone January... back to your old habits and ways? January 2nd, I was like, uh, 2023-8 working for me. I'm 2024 is going to be my year. Yeah, I know. You're all like, this already <laughs> smells like 2022 did. I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so... Uh, Inspired? I don't know. I don't know if the word excited for this year is the right word, but I was, I guess, hopeful for this year because <laughs> I'm very, I'm There's very still anal. time, Mike. There's still a lot I know, of time. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, I, I feel down on myself because like I did have a New Year's resolution to, I I was going to be like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like work out hardcore every single day, but I'm going to do something every day, like something healthy every day. Yeah. But the first week didn't do anything. Second week I did one thing, and then yeah, the third okay. week I've done two things. So I mean, oh, at least you're, there's a you're, that's a trajectory. That's your that, going that up, is. bro. But I was like, I was just so bummed because I'm very anal about like dates and like, um, I never want to start a workout regimen on like a Wednesday because I'm like, ah, the week's almost over at that point. Right. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not benefiting. Like why? Anything. Why are you healthy on a Wednesday right now? I know. I want a full week of good. We're two days out from pizza day anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. And then, but this year, this year started on a Sunday, which is yes. like uh, this. That was like the perfect situation for me because it's like the start of a new year it's the start of a new month it starts on a monday or or starts on a sunday so it's like you get a full week of of resolution that very first week it's not like you started working out on a friday january 1st is on a friday you know that's that's the that does nothing for you no uh but i did i dropped the ball i didn't start didn't (laughs) happen um i have i've done a little better with eating um, yeah, I've I've not had as many pizzas as I usually <laughs> do. I've still eaten pizza, but oh yeah, um, heck yeah, keep it up. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a, I'm I'm a I'm a very optimistic person, even though I've had my my struggles in the past, and even do with depression from time to time. I'm still uh, at heart a very optimistic person, so. You know, I I I really like New Year, New Year's resolutions and New Year Day. Like it just it feels I don't know why I I buy into the magic of it. Just feels different, you know. Yeah. Or you know you've got it, it's all ahead of you right now. Like we all took this break for the holidays, and you know we could kind of, you know, we all kind of wild out during the holidays too, eating so many pies and cookies and things. Where you're like, okay, I got that out of my system, you know. Uh, it's kind of like spring break. You're like, oh, I got spring break out of my system. Time to get serious about my studies. We're gonna finish right. strong. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, the Sunday threw me off because I'm like, well, it's it's not Monday, and my kid's still here right now. She's not going back to school until Wednesday. Yeah, and I'm like, my life's still kind of turned upside down as long as the kid's home. You know what I mean? Like, so this whole waking up early and getting a workout and all this stuff, like that's not going to happen at least until Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday. And, and you know, that didn't quite go as planned. And so the first full week she was back, man, we were killing it. We even made it to the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. We were taking walks on lunch. We were eating good food. Uh, Then my parents came in to visit. Uh, and that was kind of the beginning of a very debaucherous week because they came in the, 
They came in the weekend before my birthday, which meant we were going to have cake and we were going to go out for Mexican food, which is my favorite. And, and, you know, we got a lot of leftover cake. And then my actual birthday was last Thursday. And so it was like, we're, we're getting more pizza and we're going to have crumble cookies and all this stuff. And and so this is the week to get back on track. So it's, it's ebbed and flowed, yeah. as they say. Yeah. And I... I'm very, I turned 38 last week. Um, I'm very determined to make the last part of my 30s be a really good, healthy year. Yeah. Um, For those who don't know, about my mid-20s, I had to have back surgery. And that was kind of the decline of my activeness. Because I had four of those suckers. And um, I didn't do any physical activity for most of my from about 25 to 30 and then then i had a kid at age 31 or two something like that and having a kid will turn you into a dad and a dad bod real quick mm-hmm. and so i'm just kind of like oh man i've been in like a decade and half of just like a a funk personal funk <laughs> of like i'm just I want I want to feel good about myself, you know, mm-hmm. and so I'm very determined this year to make that change because uh, I feel like before, especially in your early years, right? You're like, oh man, I want to get I want to get fit for this uh, for this beach vacation we're gonna take, mm-hmm. or I want to get fit for this wedding, or I want to get fit for my ten year reunion, whatever it is. And now it's kind of like you know what I just want to get fit for me for once. Like I, <laughs> I just wanna, don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, I just I want to live a little bit longer. I want to like be able to chase my kid around the backyard or like you know have fun with her this summer and we can do more do more outdoor activities where I don't have like puddles of man boob sweat <laughs> on my shirt. You know, like I want to yeah. I want to I want to I want to do this for myself. So that's kind of my my push this this year and and maybe that means more to me than like looking good for a wedding or looking good for a summer vacation um i i hope it would but we'll see you know habits bad habits are hard to break oh absolutely new habits are hard to start (laughs) i told that to my doctor the last time i had a checkup like i actually had a really good checkup the last time i went in he was he was proud of some of the progress that i'd made but i told him i was like this is the hardest thing i have ever had to do in my entire life and i have three kids and i was like i'm trying to change 36 37 years of bad habits and yeah he's like i get it i get it and uh um he's like but you're still fat <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> I'll, I'll say this too like it it's been really hard um you know uh especially like with with work because like i've i've, I've really let work take take a hold of my entire life like i i i worked all day on my birthday i worked all of my birthday weekend like i've you know i'm really lucky to even get a shower um i we've had i've had a two very hot projects that are just like so time consuming and so immediate that it's like all right everything has fallen to the back burner here and that happens a lot for me. Like, I don't know why that is. Like, freelance is a is a bitch because it's like it's never steady and it's never um, it's never consistent. And you're always going to have like, I know this isn't unique. Like these two projects, it's not unique. I had at least five of those last year where it ate a month of my life, you know, and so for a whole month, everything goes to the wayside. You know, my sleep, my 
my my health, my exercise, all of that. So it's like that's how I know like I need to implement real habits instead of just like and, and putting myself as a priority, I guess. It's like I've just yeah. not done that. I will fall over my own damn feet for my family which I think is fine, you know, family first, but I do the same thing for my clients. And so who gets, who gets the boot? It's, it's me, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel you 100%. I I'm in the same, I'm, I'm not full-time freelance like you, but I do take freelance and dude, you're full-time everything, bro. (laughs) You're literally doing full-time freelance projects. Like, even though you're not a full-time freelancer, the, the amount of projects you do and the, and the, the validity of them mm-hmm. you could be freelance it's just as far as a financial standpoint and having three kids it's like yeah i need to make more money <laughs> yeah <no>. so <laughs> so you know you're doing just as much much work as i'm doing but you're also working a full-time job and you have two more kids than i do so i i have a full-time job my wife has a full-time job i, I don't know how you listen to me <laughs> so, look, like listen to listen to me bitch and complain or, or talk about this like bro you I'm like, a very good like, actor, Colt. I've heard. Well, yeah, thank you. I know you are. You're like, I've heard this. Like, I'm living it. <laughs> Sit down. That's what you should be saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I, I was <laughs> my wife has a full time job. I have a full time job. I work freelance and we still don't have any money. <laughs> I know, right? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Re- economy recession. Oh, it's it's going great. It's going great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. But on that note, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I am, I am excited about the new year. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I think, uh, I think it's hard to get on track and stay on track. But I'm saluting everyone out there. You can't see it. But here we go. <laughs> saluting you mike and i'm saluting everyone out there who was wanting to do the same and i'm not saying like you know health or whatever i'm just like whatever it is you're wanting to accomplish if you want to have more fun i hope you have more fun if you want to do if you want to work harder i hope you work harder you know if you want to have less fun i mean that's that's a choice too i mean if you if that's what you want i'm saluting you <laughs> put your pants back on <laughs> <laughs> no no saluting oh <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, uh, let's let's do a little. All right, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. You're listening to this episode, and you're thinking like, "Yeah, all right, what are we talking about today, guys?" <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea. We no. really do not have a plan for this episode. This is this is probably as talk showy as it will ever get. Where we literally don't even have a theme. We just realize, hey, we should probably record something for the folks that like to listen and have something to. To, to listen to while at work like let's just do it for them and, and the episode will kind of make itself so i mean i don't know about you but i literally suggested this to you just so we could do something this week that isn't work yes i agree <laughs> or take care of our family it's <laughs> just something for us this week yeah amen <laughs> so um but yeah um I think I think we're just gonna kind of take this take this take this into our own hands, if you will. Let's, let's do it. Again, Grab a hold of it, get a good on. grip, <laughs> and just make it pay. Again, make put your pants back pay. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for this cold out of context show. Oh, honest. I love it. I I really I need to do this. It, it'll be great. <laughs> 
But we it'd, it'd be at least an hour. At least. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk a little bit because I'll, I'll be honest, we we just took our Christmas decorations down two days ago. Oh my gosh! Um, so I'm pretty sick of Christmas, but I do want to hear if you had a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We, I mean, we had a kind of an odd one this year. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but my wife, she has a job that sometimes requires her to work on holidays. Yeah, she's a lab technician, so um, <clears throat> she's a medical laboratory scientist. Um, actually, um, that's a really uh, cool job. Yeah, Um, but she, uh, you know, they try and make it as fair as possible, I think. But this year it kind of just worked itself out that she had to work on Christmas and it sucks, but we try and make the best of it. And the kids are still kind of young enough this year that, um, you know, they don't have any concept of time or like what day it is. So we did (laughs) Christmas our our we did our actual Christmas on Christmas Eve morning because she was off on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And um so and they didn't know any better. And um, you know, we pretended like the twenty third was Christmas Eve and we went over to my parents' house and did a little Christmas thing over there and then we went home and, you know, got them ready for bed and <clears throat> I mean, it went off without a hitch. It was it was flawless, and it was really great. We had a lot of great things to eat, and um, uh, my wife's sister came over a little bit later on Christmas, um, on our Christmas day, and we did like another little mini Christmas with her, and that was a lot of fun. And then um, the one thing that kind of threw us off, threw the illusion off this year, was Colt's birthday is the day after Christmas, and he yeah, knows he that. Knows he that. knows that. <laughs> yeah, he knows that. So like when he woke up the next day, and he's like, "It's my birthday." I'm like, "Well, it's We're actually have that not." Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we uh, he I I talked to him about it. And he understood, and um I I told him that Santa. You know, sometimes delivers presents a little early uh, because mommy had to work on Christmas. And uh, and uh, but then we went to Texas um, for his actual birthday. Um, we went to medieval times and took him to a big uh, a, a, it was not an amusement park. It's kind of like a big indoor play place, but it's got like actual rock climbing and and stuff like that um, It's actually a little bit bigger than. Uh, like it was for a little bit older kids, so he couldn't yeah. actually do everything. But it was a lot of fun. It was fun to get out of Oklahoma and just go do something for a couple yeah. days and stay over. Which you guys rarely get out of Oklahoma. I know. I think this year we really want to go do something like an actual vacation this year. Um, because it, well, I don't think we've been on one since Code has been born. And he'll turn five this year. You know what that is, Mike? No. <laughs> That's the Nashville guitar calling your name. Oh. <laughs> oh, you smell that? That is fried I, hot chicken. I might tell the kids that we're going to Florida, tell Heather we're going to Florida, like, oh, detour, detour. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you can do that. I think that's in your path. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, we speaking of Nashville chicken, we, we noticed that a Across the street from us, they opened up a Nash Nashbird. Oh, so you really um, can smell it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just not that's not just me telling you. you smell yeah, it, but you probably really do. Um, we haven't eaten there yet, but Heather would like to try it. Oh man, 
I, I, I mean, I could tell you if it's true Nashville hot chicken, but, um, Oh, I thought you'd heard of that place before. Well, I know, I know of it because that's what you Oklahomans get. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, if it's not in Nashville, is it really Nashville hot chicken? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know what their source material is. But um, yeah, man. If it's anything like what we have here, it's probably really good. I don't like hot chicken. I don't like things hot. You don't. Yeah, you're not a spicy guy. Uh, so we went to Buffalo Wild Wings the other night, and uh, Heather got mild bone-in wings, and I got mm-hmm. mild boneless wings. And for mm. some reason, her wings were like a little naked. Like it's like they didn't put as much sauce on them as they probably should have. And a while ago, we had actually bought a bottle of buffalo sauce. So she was like, I'm just going to toss a little bit on on some more. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Mine look a little a little dry, too. So I tossed a little bit more on mine. My mouth was on fire. Like, I, it was almost un, unenjoyable to eat. And, oh I, and she was just like, she was just shaking her head at me. Like, I cannot handle hot spicy stuff like that's my wife she can't that's mild that's that's supposed to be the least spicy (laughs) uh man see i love spicy food but my stomach does not like the the spice on the tongue and the taste it does not bother me i thoroughly Mm -hmm. enjoy it but when i have to go to the bathroom the next day pure pain (laughs) pure pain and torture (laughs) It, it is absolutely miserable so well, I have really like I have toned down my my hot food eating, not by choice. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the good old gut here to Sp- kick. Speaking me of nuts. pain and torture, how was your <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> there was that actually. No, uh, Christmas was good, man. We we um, it never fails. Somebody gets sick. You know, um, oh yeah, Brett was really sick. Wasn't she? Brett was really sick the week leading up to Christmas, um, and so was was Lydia. So they were both feeling horrible. Um, I mean, it was I, and I was working like a dog. Like I had, I had work I had to do, and then you know, not like our 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 marriage is pretty balanced in the sense of like you know, there are certain house tasks that I do, and there's stuff that Brett does. And when she's sick, she can't do any of that, like as sick as she was. So I was like, I'm steering the whole damn ship (laughs) Um, and taking care of her and Lydia. So it's like it was a lot of work and somehow I didn't get sick. Um, But like, I I mean, I wrapped like all the gifts. Like, I mean, I I did. I mean, not only was I doing the house, but like I'm doing Christmas, you know, and like she barely had enough energy to pack for her and Lyd um, to go on our trip because we were going to Oklahoma the day after. And so you know, I'm doing all the laundry and the full, I mean, it's just, it, it was, it was a lot of work and I, and I'm healthy and I feel really bad about it. Cause I'm just like, man, I'm like the only one enjoying Christmas. Yeah. And you know, so I, I dragged them to Oklahoma cause it's just something we really could not get out of. And, um, cause my sister and my brother and law were flying in. And so it was like, all right, here we go. Um, and we had a good time when we got there. They started feeling better. Brett finally got some some medicine to help her feel better. And then about the day before we leave, I finally got sick. Oh man! And so uh, driving home, like I got like three hours of night of sleep the night before we went home, and so I'm exhausted. I'm driving; it's a ten hour drive. Yeah. Um, I get home and I'm just like miserable. I'm not sleeping for 
worth of crap. I'm like having to wake up in the middle of the night and like drink tea. My throat was so sore. Like I was just on the verge of tears. Like it was absolutely agonizing. And finally, and I'm not, you know, and it's, I can't sleep or eat like a swallow. Like it was horrible. And so I go to the doctor and they give me, um, and I had a cough to top it all off with and the cough was making everything worse. So they give me coding for the cough. And then they give me uh, steroids for the sore throat and the pain. And, bro, I was wired <laughs> to, like, the craziest degree. So not only had I not slept much for a week because of the torture of being sick and the sore throat, but now I'm not sleeping because I'm on legal speed at this point. <laughs> and I'm staying up ungodly hours. Like So I started a fun little hobby towards the end of December where I am now collecting football cards, and it's brought uh-huh. me so much joy. Well, when you're trying to complete a set, you know, you're buying lots of boxes and cards because I'm trying to complete a set here. I'm trying to get all 400 base cards, the 2022 football season um, that I've watched so much of and have enjoyed. And so I've got all these doubles. Like I basically could start another set. And I'm like, my dad's like, you should try to sell some of those on eBay. I was like, that's a that's a cool idea. Maybe I will. He's like, yeah, sell them for a buck a piece and then do a dollar shipping. And eBay has this really cool thing where if you're shipping cards, because there's there's such a big card community that I'm now a part of. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Um, <laughs> that they've made it to where you can buy postage with tracking through eBay for like 50 cents if you pack the card in a plain white envelope. Now, hmm. you have to pack the card, you know, essentially what you do. I'm going to hold one up for you. So, all right, so... so so this is a trading card right here it's mm-hmm. naked it's naked <laughs> you put it in a little penny sleeve so it's this little plastic bag that f- comfortably fits very snug around the card like a sock mm-hmm. if you will or maybe a nice piece of underwear you like i don't know um and then you put one of these on it so a little mm-hmm. plastic sheath if you will it's a it's about a millimeter thick um plastic and it keeps the thing protected and stiff we want uh-huh. we want it to be stiff um, <laughs> always <laughs> always always stiff I've and uh right oh hey there you go so you know what i'm talking about yeah but then i go the extra mile i take a little piece of cardboard like something thin like a manila envelope and then i i cut it put a little piece of painter's tape over this so the card doesn't slide out and then i tape it to the card I've cut that is the exact size and width of the envelope. It kind of sounds like a lot of work, but it's it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, the card doesn't shuffle around. So not only is it protected, but it doesn't shuffle around because I've taken it to a card that's the size of the envelope. And then we mail it off. Um, and it's easy peasy. And I make about 50 cents off the postage, which is kind of nice. So a dollar card, about $1.50. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just up all night for a week selling cards on eBay. I'm like, I'm taking pictures. I'm uploading them. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> so I have sold probably like $35 worth of cards, which is pretty damn wow. good. <laughs> yeah, that is good. It's, it's not bad. So, you know, I'm out here hustling. I'm dealing. I'm selling cards. And, and you know, and like you got your BD on. I, I imagine you coming with a trench coat with cards. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you got, yeah. You got- 
You went that ill way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I had. That's the only football player I know. So I know. That's like, what I'm going to say. You know he's not playing, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, it's been a fun little hobby, but it really got me through being sick because, like, I was just like, I don't know what else to do. I can't I can't sleep right now, so I guess I'll just be... But it's it's it, the hobby has spiraled into like now I'm not just collecting the set I'm collecting but I'm like I'm just like I'm like I'm looking for cards that I think are cool. So I, my dad and I went to a card shop uh, the week they came in for my birthday and I bought a bunch of really sick looking cards of like favorite players of mine. So like I've just I don't know man I I gotta say this and this is a shout out to just the joy of finding a new hobby. Mm-hmm. because i've already been deep into the football rabbit hole i started off like i'm just watching my team i'm just watching the tennessee titans that's all i care about i don't care about these other teams i just want to watch my team <laughs> i did that for a couple of years and now the last two years like well you know football's on maybe i just watch it <laughs> to now especially with collecting and selling cards i'm like oh, I'm watching all the games. Like, I need to know who is hot right now so I can go flip their card. And Mm -hmm. so, like, Sunday nights, I've been uploading cards of, like, teams who have been winning. So I'm like, all right, man, let's get these, you know. Um, Like, last week, uh, I was uploading cards for the Bengals players and the Eagles, you know, because they're they're winning right now. And lo and behold, bro, I'm getting sales that night. I'm like, this is fun. Like, this is a lot of fun. And so I'm like, I'm kind of like, I like, I have to be invested. So it kind of feels like I'm doing a little homework, but it's also fun because like, I'm just, I'm like, my team is out of the playoffs. Thank you very much. (laughs) Titans didn't even make the playoffs this year. They had a horrible season. They lost the last seven games after being on a massive winning streak. They just shit the bed and died. I I felt bad for you every time you'd post something. I didn't post anything football related for seven weeks because we were just, (laughs) we didn't win. I'm not going to post the loot losses. No. Dubs I guess only. that's right. I, I I guess I was I was happy for you whenever you'd post something because I'm yeah. like, ah oh, yes, there's a win for his depression. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the podcast will be good this week because he's gonna be in a good mood. That's what my wife feels like. She's like, oh god, another week of Cole being pissed off. So yeah, I've just been watching all the football because I'm like, I I love it. It's fun. I got to root for somebody. If my team's not in it, who am I going to pick? You know, let's let's just have a little fun with this. And then I'm selling the sports cards. I'm collecting them. It's a lot of fun. Like, man, I it's it's football's going to be over in about a couple of weeks. I'm going to be very sad for a long time. But mm-hmm. here we are. That's what uh, I've been up to. <laughs> in about a, a year, Lydia's going to walk upstairs and you're going to be like, in your office with like two foreign car dealers and like there's just smoke <laughs> everywhere but nobody's smoking and it's just like what's going on <laughs> everybody's yelling at each other <laughs> oh my gosh you know what's really funny about this though and and, and this is kind of a because you know the point of our show is to be a little bit nostalgic right so i'm gonna try to keep this within the realms of entertainment for everybody else who doesn't give a crap about football which it's fine i was that guy i didn't i didn't give a damn about no football now i'm just like that's all i that's all i like um it's <laughs> not all i like that's a little exaggerating <laughs> but um my dad is a massive card collector and i'm not talking like you know he's got a couple shoe boxes I'm, this man has tens of thousands of sports cards you know he has an entire 
shop disconnected from the house, a building that is full of trading cards. He's been collecting since he was seven years old. Um, so for, you know, he's 63 right now. So that's a long time. Um, but he's got massive collections and he's got very high value, expensive collections with like rookie cards from people you just would not even believe that are worth lots and lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's he's always been. I, I grew up obviously in the 80s and the 90s, and most of my weekends were spent with my dad. You know, mom, we would always go to Joplin or Tulsa. And my mom would go do shopping and I was always stuck with my dad going to the card shops and. I just, you know, he would buy me packs of cards just so I'd have something to kind of open and, 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 you know, entertain myself with. But I kept all of them. Mm-hmm. I kept all. I just couldn't part with them. And mm-hmm. I pu- I've been pulling them out of this big tote. I'm talking like I'm talking like an, a literal storage tote piled high of trading cards. Mm-hmm. And I had everything from like Ninja Turtles to, to The Simpsons to, you know, Power Rangers. But I also had a ton of basketball and and um uh football and baseball that was just the nature of growing up literally in a card shop and uh it's just so funny that like i turned 38 last week and this is finally something that is like stuck with me where i'm like oh i get it now this is fun because i cannot tell you how much joy it is to get a pack of cards and just rip it open Mm -hmm. and then the the, just the excitement of like what am i going to get what am i going to pull you know it is exhilarating. It is so much fun. <laughs> like I've just had an utter blast doing this. And it was so surreal that when my dad kind of came in that last week and I was like, he's like, what do you want to do this week? It's your birthday week. I'm like, I want to go to a card shop. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was probably just beside himself. Like my son wants to go to a <laughs> card shop. I'm not dragging him. He's dragging me. And we both had our notebooks with our lists. Because, you know, yeah. you got to have a list. I've got a list of yeah. what I have and don't have. And I'm, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, mm, I don't know. You know, and I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, all these years later, I've become my dad. I can't say anything. I have a list for Goosebumps books. And I take it in with me when I go into Half Price Books. I'm like, there you oh, go, man. I've got this one. got this one. I need this one. It's fun. Um, yeah. Um, I recommend anybody actually, start start a hobby or a collection of some sort. It is a blast. I want to show you something real quick. Oh, wait, it's right here. I'll show you what I did with your Trapper Keeper that you gave to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I have got all of my 90s X-Men cards in here. Oh, those are so glorious. Like the old like Jim Lee stuff. Oh, you can yeah. See oh, my gosh. But like, I have some I, of those. Yeah. I was like, I need a place to put them. I've just never had like a great. I've always wanted to put them in a trapper keeper. And then... Dude, they look perfect in that trapper keeper. <laughs> they do. They fit that, really well. That is amazing. <laughs> so I guess like in the in the talks of collecting and stuff, like it's it's well known that I'm a toy collector. I guess like I like to buy toys and stuff. Oh yeah. But like over the pandemic, I just went crazy. I think I was, I didn't realize it at the time, but I truly think I was battling like a severe depression and um, <laughs> toy toy buying and it was just like a way to cope with it, I guess, because I was just buying so many toys, stuff that I've not even opened yet. And um, I was doing it kind of alongside one of our friends, Jared. Um, he was kind of doing the same thing. And, um, 
I noticed I was buying a lot of stuff from Super 7, and Super 7 is mostly like pre-orders, and yeah. um, there's stuff that I've ordered that I still haven't got yet, like they still haven't made it, so I've actually been going back and canceling a lot of my pre-orders uh, to try and get that money back, And um, but one thing that I realized is I do like buying toys, um, but they've got to really mean something to me, so I've kind of yeah. like in the past few months and really this year i've kind of overhauled my thinking when it comes to buying toys and collecting toys and like i'm not so so like super seven they might put out a new ninja turtle toy and i'm like oh i've got to have that or they might put out a new power ranger toy i'm like oh i've got to have that but it's like i get it and i look at it and i'm like why isn't this doing anything for me? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I feel happy now? And it's like all I've done is I just have a really expensive toy of this character that I love now. I don't have a lot of nostalgia for this specific toy. So what I've been doing is going back and canceling a lot of my pre-orders for new toys. And I've been really trying to buy a lot of my old toys from childhood that I don't have anymore. Um, and so I'll show you this one thing that I got at Target is starting to sell Ninja Turtle toys and, but the, like the retro ones and they have just released the storage shell. Yes. Like a re-release of the storage shell. I remember getting, I still have a few, but I remember opening those like so, so vividly. So like i have an original storage shell donatello that's one of the few like original ninja turtles that i still have from childhood i've got a baseball Raphael and a vampire donatello i think those are like the only ones that i still have from my childhood and um like i've bought a couple in package ninja turtles from you um and then i'm buying like all of these re-releases uh, that they're starting to put out and um, I'm leaving them in package. I'm just going to like hang them on my wall or something, but I get so much joy seeing those. And like, yeah. that's, that's what I've been looking for in that, in that collecting again. It's like, I want to feel like an emotional attachment to the the toy that I'm getting. And uh, so uh, alongside of Ninja Trolls, I've also like rebought the first wave of Disney's gargoyle toys, action figures, um, all in box and oh, wow. um, leaving them in package. I'm not going to take those out, um, which is it's kind of like a, a real stressor for me because sometimes I do want to hold the toy. Oh, I want to play with it. <laughs> I like want to put the wings in and like see it like I remember it as a child. But then also it's like the packaging is so beautiful. It's like if yeah. I take it out, what am I going to do with the packaging? Um but the next thing that I'm really going for, and I'm actually trying to get a freelance job that um, I probably shouldn't take, but it would give me enough money that I could buy the entire uh, wave of Biker Mice from Mars uh, oh, action yeah. figures on eBay. I really, really want those. And um, that's a that's a tricky one because I didn't have those as a kid, but I remember them from childhood. And that's where I'd be like, either try to buy them loose or take them out of the package, just so you can like know yeah. like what that toy was actually like, you know? Yeah, because those are beautiful figures, and I, and I see them on eBay, and I see them both in and out of package. And um, the the benefit of giving getting them in package is you're guaranteed to get all of the stuff 
that came with them. Oh, and they're yeah. They're not going to yeah. be dirty. They're not going to be smelly or anything or sticky like <clears throat> that. But um, but they're a lot more expensive <laughs> if you get them yeah. in package. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing, like as far as the collecting side of things lately. Um, I think we're both re- really similar in like that we like to collect things, but it's like we kind of have to have like an emotional attachment to them. Yeah, or at least either like a, a healthy amount of like um, pure investment or even like the ability to detach. So like, you know, w- w- like with the football cards, you can really kind of go wild with it where you could be like, I could just collect this year. It's like, okay, well, there's six different products. And mm-hmm. I didn't know any better, but I, I, the collection I started is actually one of the lowest end products you can start with. It's from a company. It's all company. It's weird. It's like the same company makes all of them, but it's like the quality goes up through the different brands and I'm collecting the lower tier. But to me, I'm like, this is just feels like a good classic football card. I like it. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's the low end of the totem pole. Like they're accessible. I can find them at Walmart. I can find them at Target, and I like them. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I eventually I bought a pack from each of the. I bought one pack from each of the other brands just to kind of get a feel for what they might be, be like. And some of them were cool. Some of them are just okay. But I'm like, okay, now I know the difference. But I'm still happy with what I've got. But it was also kind of like, all right. Part of my process this year has been thinning the herd of everything I own. Like yeah. I'm trying to get rid of some stuff because I do not have room for it. Um, and I would much rather somebody else enjoy it if they do. And I was like, so starting a new hobby is very counterproductive to this whole thing. And that's kind of where my dad was like, well, why don't you sell your extras? He's like, you might not sell them. He's like, somebody may not buy them. Like if you're just collecting mm-hmm. base cards and you're going simple, but he's like, you can try. I mean, there's just like, he's like, you would be surprised of what people will buy. And that's what I've been doing. And it, that in itself has kind of turned into a hobby because I'm like, okay, this is kind of, kind of hasn't really funded what I've already spent. I've spent at least $200 in trading cards that I'm trying <laughs> to complete a set by. And I'm still 50 cards off from completing it. So yeah. I'm at least going to need to spend 50 bucks more probably on my own to do that. But maybe I'll make a fraction of that back. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll make all of it back, but who knows? And who cares? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But I'm yeah. also kind of detached enough to be like, yeah, I'm selling some of this stuff. Like, yeah, um, I made the similar declaration a few years ago. It was really before I got married. Um, I have a lot of my Ninja Turtles from my childhood, uh, but some of them are not in great condition or they're missing some very significant pieces or weapons. And for a while, I was actually going on eBay and buying those missing pieces and weapons. So, like, I had a Fugitoid figure. I had none of the attachments for it. I literally mm-hmm. found on eBay, somebody said, extra attachments for Fugitoid. And boom, I completed a figure. Yeah. I did the same thing for PandaCon and for Ace Duck. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, because I'm like, I'm completing and refining what I already have. Yeah. So it's like I'm not bringing new stuff in. I'm just making what I already right. have better. Right. Um, and that was really fun. I stopped doing that when we got married um, just because other priorities. But I'm like, that's yeah. I think that's a cool way to collect, too, to kind of like kind of flip what you already have or even mm-hmm. flip what you have to s- supply another sector of the hobby. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I've tried oh, yeah. to be more like pragmatic mm-hmm. about collecting. Like, what am I doing that's going to? And I go through the same list of questions. Like, 
like vintage versus new why or vice versa or you know like what does this actually mean to me like do i have yeah. an emotional attachment to this franchise yeah you know and, and yeah. try to base my purchasing off that yeah i've been doing the exact same thing um so like before heather and i got married um and before we really even started dating i was super into the cartoon digimon when i was younger and um i had bought like all of these really cool really they weren't super expensive at the time but they were really detailed figures of these digimon characters and um i kind of racked up like four or five hundred dollars in debt because i would buy i bought them on ebay Mm -hmm. and heather always brings that up to me she's like you went into credit card debt over digimon figures back when you were you know in your 20s and i was like i would kill to be hundreds of dollars in, in credit card debt now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> try thousands <laughs> um but uh it's funny because i just i kind of displayed them i never really played with them but then once i started getting into newer things they kind of went to the wayside and they just kind of wound up in a in a tote and then i wound up giving them to the boys much later on to play with but some of them are still in pretty decent condition and i just kind of randomly put one up on ebay and it sold for 40 dollars one action figure sold for 40 dollars and so i was like man i've got a few of these that are still in pretty decent condition and so i've been putting those up um they they made these little mini pvc pig figures that were probably like an inch tall um i had a i had a, a stack of maybe 80 of them uh, they filled up a little lunch paper lunch sack. I sold that for two hundred dollars. Wow! And it's like I did I did not realize how valuable some of these figures were because some of them I did buy off eBay back in the day from Japan. Yeah, and um and so like they were something that were never sold over here, and they obviously don't make them anymore. Um, so it's like some of these are pretty valuable, and so I've been using that to kind of fund future investments. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I I'll say this too. Another way to look at it, and I know with toys it's it's different, but you know I still am a big avid record guy, and and I'll mm-hmm. say this: I don't, I don't think in my head like I don't think I'm a collector when it comes to records because there are people who are like, say they like an artist and they're like, well, I need to have every album from that artist, and then there's some people who are that way and they're like. I also want to have every color variant that this was ever pressed to, which is more of a yeah. thing in the last 10 years than it was back in the day. Most vinyl back in the day was just all basic black. And it's been the last decade or so that it's like, oh, you can get splatter, you can get, you know, tie dye or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, I've tried to not be that way. Because I, I know that the the ability and the privilege I have to listen to records in the first place is only temporary. Um, let's say let's say we just had another baby or something, like right now. Not going to be listening to my stereo for at least a couple of years due to how loud it is and the time I'd have to listen to it and the yeah. energy I would have. But in this current stance, I have one kid. She's five years old and she has a bedtime. And so that means I come in here at night and I can listen to it. No, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, so I realized that this is kind of a luxury I have at the moment, so I'm going to enjoy it now, but I'm also willing to say, yeah, this might take a backseat eventually. Um, yeah. But I accumulated a ton of records in part, like in the last year, I say a ton. I did buy a lot, but it was, you know, 
it was kind of one of those things where it was like, well, I, I have my Home Depot job. That's kind of my hobby money. And so I bought records with that. And I realized I accumulated maybe a hundred or something records. And I've listened to them like once or twice. And I'm like, that's sad. I need uh-huh. to stop buying records and just take a break and just enjoy what I have. Right. And I might find that maybe there's one I a few I bought that I don't really think are all that great and probably should go trade them for something or sell them, you know, but at least like take a step back to be like, all right, let me just see if I can enjoy what I currently have as a sign of gratitude, you know, just a good practice of being thankful and appreciative of what you have in the moment, because I'll, I'll, I, this will turn in quickly to another conversation we can have, but like, um, but like, you know, really spending time with what I have and then making a decision later. Yeah. Um, but I can't do that if I'm constantly bringing new things to listen to. So all that to say is I'll never forget, Mike, you and I, long, long time ago. This is when we lived across the street from each other. Let me get a sip of water real quick. <laughs> okay. If you remember, there was a shop that opened up not too far from our house that was like a toy shop. Yes. And we went there, and um, I think Brandon went with us too, and we were looking at all the stuff he had, and there wasn't a lot of stuff that we were like necessarily into. He had a lot of Voltron. He had a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, I mean, probably stuff that you would like more than me. I was looking like strictly for like Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters. Right. That's always been my jam. But he had a lot of stuff, and none of it was really like what I was looking for. But I remember he was talking to a guy. And this, this thing he said still haunts me, or at least resonates with me. <laughs> but he told us that his biggest customers were people who looked like you and I and the other guy that was in the store. And it's because now that we have jobs and our own money, we're trying to buy back all the things we had as a kid. Yeah. You know, obviously he's not having... N- kids come in the store teenagers come to the store who are like oh yeah i really want this thing that was like 30 years old you know or 20 right. years old. he's like he's like i'm making money off you guys you guys yeah. are the ones who now have money and have jobs and it's this complex of like you're either buying back what you used to have or you're buying what you never had right and it's the reason it stuck with me for so long is because like a lot of my purchasing decisions are based off things i used to have or things back in the day yeah. Um, but I also think too, it's partly because it's like I got money now, and it's like <laughs> the very first paycheck I got working my first big boy job. For the first three months, I was having to pay back debt from the band I was in, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm paying off debt to like the merch company. We had merch through and some you know equipment, and I'm trying to get that paid off because I just I felt like I I. This is what you have to do. You got a job now. You're out of the band. You quit music. So like pay all this stuff back. And then once I got that paid back, I was like, all right, time to go get some toys. You know? <laughs> and I felt this freedom of like being in a Toys R Us and seeing all these toys and Ninja Turtles. And they were starting to bring stuff back uh, very conveniently. Like the second I am able to have some spare money. And mm-hmm. I just realized like I am such a consumer. Like I am mm-hmm. so like for some reason. And a lot like you, you were buying these toys. And you're like, this just isn't satisfying me for some reason. Like, yeah. I got what I wanted, but why is this not filling me up in the same way? 
And I still catch myself doing that where I'm like, all right, I got the new record release that came out today. I'm so excited to have it. And then I'm sitting there also simultaneously thinking about, but oh, there was that other thing I saw at the store and I didn't get it. It's like, (laughs) dude, you just got something. Enjoy it. But my mind's like, my mind is still back at the shelf thinking about the thing I didn't get. And I know if I just went and got it, there would be another thing. And another mm-hmm. thing, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a never-ending cycle. So I'm really like trying to figure out what is that, and how do <laughs> I like tame it? Because I don't think it's right. wrong. I don't think it's wrong to like stuff, and I don't think it's wrong to treat yourself or reward yourself. But mm-hmm. what's what's wrong is the feeling you get once you do get it, and you're like, it's just not enough. Right. You know. Yeah. I I exactly. I've tried to figure out what that hunger is and like why. I feel like that and I've I feel like I've cracked part of it. I do feel like there is something in me that wants to be physically surrounded by the things that made me happy as a kid. Yeah. So like it's not enough to just remember Ninja Turtles, remember Street Sharks. I want to physically be able to see those things and to know that I own them mm-hmm. and that they they are a physical part of my surroundings. And so much so that, like, I'll get some weird things. So, like, there used to be this uh, a little uh, putt-putt place here in Edmond called Lions Fun Park. And it probably closed when I was 13, 14, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. Um, but I remember having such good memories about that place. It was so fun. It was a little mini golf slash arcade place. And then there was, like, a bigger golf course in the back that, you know, your parents could go play at or go go do while you played yeah and uh they had like a batting cages and stuff like that and like it's been gone for over half my life but i went on to ebay and i I just typed in edmund lions fun park just to see if there was anything from that place that was still available that i could maybe buy and they had the only thing that i could find was a token like a, a an arcade token that had oh, Lions cool, Fun though. Park. And I bought it and it was like a dollar or something. But it was like I just I it made me happy to know that I own a piece of that, I guess, or still have a piece of that memory, mm-hmm. a physical piece of it. Um but at the same time I got it in the mail. I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy pizza with this. <laughs> Yeah, it even came in like this little coin, like it looked like a coin protective sleeve, like like the same thing for your uh base uh your football cards, but it was it's like for a coin collector and I'm like, yeah. what? I don't have any other coins. What am I going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, and like like I said, um there's been things that I remember from my childhood. Like there's a comic book um that I remember that I had the first issue of. It's called Pit. And um, I loved that comic book, and it was a what huge, was it it's called? A huge pit P I T. Oh yeah, I had that too. At least one yeah. one issue. Yeah, and it's like a huge inspiration for me for uh, stuff that I work on uh, for personal work. And but the, I never had a figure of them. And and within the past like ten years or so, they did like a a build a figure of Pit. Um, like if you bought all of these other figures, you could get like a piece of Pit. And he and. Um, I never bought those other figures, but I found somebody selling pit on eBay and I bought that and I really enjoy that. Um, but it was because they, 
there wasn't a toy of that when I was a kid. And like now as an adult, I could buy that and enjoy that. Um, have like a physical representation of pit. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I still buy some spawn figures every now and then. Um, those are like the newer toys that I still buy. Um, but Nick, Nika, Neka, they're, they're doing, um, they're doing gargoyles now. And it's like, I have all the gargoyle toys that I had as a kid, but it's kind of neat to see their like modern interpretations of the gargoyles. And, um, those are, those are figures that I don't regret buying. Yeah. Um, just because there's something a little bit different, but it's like, like I said, I'm about to cancel some pre-orders from super seven because, um, they're doing like this power Rangers line and I'm like, the figures look cool and everything, but they're, they're not anything special. Like they just kind of look like a more detailed version of a power Ranger toy that I already own. Why am I spending $50 on this toy that I kind of already own? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I've just, I've had too many purchases lately that I've, I've gotten and I'm like, all right, well I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Throw it in a bin. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think too moving to a smaller office really kind of retooled my mind of like what what I really need to have in here and what I don't because I I yeah I I I when we were when we were going to sell the house through a realtor the last house we had went ahead and like finished all the renovations and we started staging and staging for me meant putting all my toys up you know for the most part I had like a few knickknacks around the office but I boxed everything up because I'm like. You know, if I'm, and that's what a realtor will tell you is like, try it when you start taking photos and you start showing your house, like, get as much of your personality out of it as you can, just so people can kind of have that open slate of like, oh, my dresser could go here or my son's toys. You know, if, if you're clouding them with too much of your stuff, it's a little bit harder of a sell, which, yeah, maybe back in the day, this day, this market, it's like, if it's a house and it has a roof, it's going to get sold, you know, no big deal. <laughs> For sure. Um, and you might get outbid as well. Um, but I liked how everything looked when it was boxed because I was like, wow, it's just so much cleaner. Like it's, Mm -hmm. this is so simple and I kind of like the minimal look. Um, and you know, my, my office is right now it's, it's got a lot of stuff in it, but it's still pretty clean just because it's still very small and there's just not a lot of room. But, um, I, I, I'll say that like, I, I enjoyed that part, but one of the things I was going to say about, um, collecting the cards which i'll I'll stop talking about cards in a minute because i know nobody cares but um (laughs) i will say what's kind of nice about that is i don't have any nostalgic feeling towards it you know what i mean like it's kind of like this is kind of a new hobby that i can just kind of like really have fun with without being emotional about it yeah and i think there's something to that i think there's something to having a hobby where it's like okay this kind of checks the boxes of why i like collecting i've got a list i can mark through it um there's something to open there's something to look for there's something to purchase you know but like you know is there an an emotional attachment to these things i know there's not it's just it's just something that's fun and something i'm knowledgeable about in the moment um to where you know my dad could probably tell you is like yeah i still collect because i like all those things i like having a list i like opening cards but he's like if I was to tell you what my favorite cards are, it's probably the the cards I had, you know, in the 60s, you know, when I yeah. started collecting. And he's like, those are cards I'll probably never, ever part with. Everything else, I'm like, I sell it all the time. He's like, I'll put it yeah. in, my, in your mom's antique shop or I'll sell them on eBay. 
you know, but he's like, I just, I just like showing up and finding stuff and, you know, having a completed set, but then also selling it later, you know, it's like, right. <laughs> I'm like, and, and that to me, I'm like, that's kind of cool because like, it's ticking a lot of the boxes, but I'm also not uh, overwhelmed by the emotional side of the, of the collection or the attachment, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've tried to start asking myself like three questions when it comes to collecting. It's like, one of them is what is this going to do for me Two, um, do I really need this? And three, uh, what's, you know, what's going to happen to this after I die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause sometimes I think about that. Sometimes I think about all the toys and action figures that I have that I haven't opened. I'm like, what if I drop dead tomorrow? What if, what, are, what are the, my kids and my wife going to do with all this crap? Right. Like obviously sell it, but like this, do I need all this stuff? Do I need all this stuff? Just filling up drawers and, and cabinets full of stuff and, that I'm never really. And so I try and ask myself, like when it comes to Ninja Turtles, like I want to display some Ninja Turtles, but do I need to display the entire line of Ninja Turtles toys? Or can I get that representation out of three or four Ninja Turtles toys? Yeah. And I think I can like, yeah, um, for sure. um, So yeah, it's, it's, I've kind of been contemplating an overhaul kind of like you were talking about where it's like, really going through and kind of appreciating what I have and having it, but do I really need it? Cause I will definitely, I'll, I'll admit I'll go through these little phases <laughs> where like I'll, I'll remember something from my childhood and I'll be like, Oh, and I'll instantly go to eBay yeah. and I'll be like, there it is. And I'll, and I'll get it. And then I, I have it for a while and I'm like, why do I have this? I know well, I don't do anything with it. And like, do you ever see something for sale and you kind of feel like you're entitled to it? Not in like a bratty kind of way, but you're kind of like, well, I, I, I should get, I, I, I have to get this. Like it, it needs yes. to be me. Like I, I, I am that way too. Like I was my, you know, and I won't tell her this, but my wife surprised me with two packs of cards for my birthday. And I thought that was the sweetest thing ever because she doesn't give a rip about football <laughs> or trading cards. But it was really cool that she thought of me. And granted, I got some cards from those two packs that um, I put in my collection that I needed. But I yeah. went to Walmart the next day and Walmart has been out of cards. They've been selling like crazy. So I know I'm not the only idiot out there. Um, but they had a full stock of like boxes and packs from all the brands. And I just was like, let's go, let's load up. And I, I stopped myself. I was like, no, no, you do not do this. I'm like, first off, you, you only need 50 more to complete your set. You know, the best way to use that money would be to just go buy them individually on eBay for a buck a piece instead of spending $35 on a box. And then maybe getting all 50 maybe not but still now you've got hundreds more that you have to figure out how to sell and get rid of so you don't need the extra inventory second of all like your wife just bought you some can you not just be happy for one minute that she thought yeah. of you and that you were surprised and it made your day just yesterday to open these you do not yeah. need this would be a slap in the face to come home $30 broker with the whole box of stuff when she just went you know what i mean like it's kind of that yeah. whole like but I felt in that moment, I'm like, I, I, ha this is, this is for me. I have to, you know, like, it's yeah. like, no, no oh, it's not. 
<laughs> here's here's the depth of my psychosis with this. <laughs> it's like when it comes to like my birthdays and Christmas, I'll tend to not buy stuff around those times because I know, hey, there's a small chance that I might get something that. Yeah. Um, I wish this. I was better at thinking that way. Well, here's here's where it's bad is once those days are over, I know it's like now I know I'm in the clear to buy this stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's you're not no gonna... chance I'm getting it from another source. So it's like now I know <laughs> to go out and, and get this stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of I mean, that's a better way to play it than like getting I've, I've done that so many times where I bought something and Brett was like, I got you that for Christmas and that breaks yeah. my heart. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And Oh, I, I, I kind of stopped talking right there, but it's cause I forgot what I was gonna say. But like, I was telling you about the storage shell turtles earlier. Um, I went to target one day, I went to an Edmund target and they had Leonardo there and, or they had Leonardo and Raph. And I was like, Oh, I've got to complete the set, but they didn't have Mikey or Donnie or Donatello there. So I went to, the target out by the mall, which is about 20 minutes away. They didn't have anything there, but there's another target on my way to work. And I was going into the office that day. So I stopped at the target on the way to work and they had Donatello and a bunch of Leonardo's there. So I got Donatello. I was missing Michelangelo and my, I I called it psychosis. My psychosis with it is that I need Michelangelo. I need it now. Yeah. And I don't know when Target's going to restock. I don't know if they'll restock. So I went to eBay and I bought them for a little extra. It really wasn't that much. It was a little extra than you would pay for the shelf price. But I wound up, I got them all. Uh, but here's the sickness is I went back to Target today. What am I looking for? I got them all. Yeah. Like what What do I feel like I need to get at Target that I don't have now? <laughs> but I yeah. still, I was like, I need to go look. I need to see if they have something, have something else. Oh my gosh. I know I've I've been in the same way where I'm like, it's like not only do I need to have it all, but I want it all right now. Yeah. I will say, and this I and this is to, to make us look a little bit better than to be completely <laughs> psychotic. But especially when it comes to records, the what COVID did to the industry has really, I think, really like skewed my brain and way of thinking because the FOMO is so real. Because yes. For a long time, because of COVID, it was like, all right, we're shutting down the plants. We don't have, we're, nothing's in production right now. And then whatever is out there is just a byproduct of what we were able to get out in this amount of time. So now it's rare. But we right. have full intentions of putting it back out once things get back up and running. And nobody has got to play catch up. So a prime example is I, a big jazz collector. All right, I have a lot of jazz records that are absolutely unattainable if the company who originally released them wasn't repressing them now because the originals or even the represses from the 70s and 80s or the 60s they go for thousands of dollars because they're collectors they're artifacts Uh, think about it a 60 year old record a record that you that came out brand new in the 60s that is worth a lot of money right now because that's an artifact. That is a time, a literal timestamp of what was made 60 years ago. So for them to repress these things now with new mastering and, 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 and more of like an audiophile quality to them, you know, a little bit more pizzazz, it's like, okay, 25 to $40 depending on the release. This is manageable. This is way better than, you know, $500 to 1000 plus for an, an OG copy. But what happened was um, when COVID happened, they were only able to press X amount. 
So now you've got all these new releases that were promised to us that are now like once they pop up in the store, they go so fast because the demand is so high, but the product availability is so low. And there I'm not kidding. Uh, Last Christmas, I bought four records that I was waiting on for two years to come back in stock. It took two years for them to come back in stock. I bought them. They have still not been in stock since. So now you've got this mindset of like, if you see it, buy it. So it's like, oh, I got to get it now. And like I was just saying, like I bought probably 100 records last year. And I'm just like, I got stuff I haven't even really listened to yet, you know. (laughs) And even once isn't good enough. Like I need to be spending time with these records. Like I used to know everything from the, the inside out. Now I'm just like sampling at this point. So it's just like, yeah. FOMO turned me into a madman of like I was literally buying stuff last year that I probably didn't need, you know, right. because I thought if I don't get it now, I'm going to be waiting two more years to see it again. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you've already made a, a crazy person even more crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder, too, if it's kind of like a combination of like the way we were conditioned as a kid. It's like, you know, we didn't have money as a kid. So you would see the Ninja Turtles or the Power Rangers on the shelf. You'd be like, I want that. So it's like now when you're older and you see something and you have money, you've still got that Pavlovian reaction to it. It's like, oh, I want that. I need that. I've got money. I'm going to buy it. Well, you got to remember too, our generation was really our childhood was at the peak of consumerism. Like our parents didn't have commercials flashed at them every five minutes while watching a program. We did. I mean, we were inundated with like, bye, bye, bye. It's out. It's out. And so now as adults, like it's no wonder we're just like overly obsessed with spending money or buying things. Like we grew up in the eighties and the nineties. That's the, you know, for a fact, the toy companies loved nothing more than saturday morning toy commercials because you're you you might think you're watching your 30 minutes of garfield or friends or or ninja (laughs) turtles but what you're really watching is 30 minutes or hours and hours of just advertisement after advertisement and and god bless i would never want to have missed out on any of that but like if it didn't skew your mind a little bit of like all these things you need to get i mean you gotta you gotta admit like that's definitely part of it yeah yeah i mean you had commercials on top of a show which was a commercial so yeah. it's like <laughs> he-man and gi joe and ninja turtles yeah you watch back those cartoons now the first uh-huh. 10 episodes are fire because they're about yeah. story and story art after that you know it was just a toy commercial <laughs> they're like you know like what the heck is elephant head robot he-man got to do with anything <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like, but he exists, so we could put a toy of him on the show. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. But I, I'll leave you with one more bomb before we wrap up. And I, I'm afraid this is well, probably been more of a heavy episode than like a fun uh, walk down memory lane. But I mean, you know, you got to deal with things as an adult, and uh, so I, I heard someone say this once, and it's very true. Um, you want to make sure that you own your collection, not that your collection owns you. Whew. Yeah. 
if that ain't a bar, I don't know what is. Because like, I think a lot of times, especially people like you and me who do get a joy and exhilaration from collecting and tracking and finding it all, taking consideration how much of my finances and time is this actually taking away from me that is like, it's literally owning you at this point, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like and, I, and that's a hard concept to kind of grasp, but I have I do kind of keep that in the forefront of my mind of like, you know, is is the reason I don't have room in my office because my collection owns me or is the reason I don't have time to to work out or spend more time with my family is because I'm too obsessed with something. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. you know, it's all it's all things worth thinking about. But I think as heavy as a quote or comment that is, I also think that's probably a really good mindset to like lead with. So like, yeah, yeah you can ask yourself the questions of like, do I want this or do I need this? Do I love this? Or, you know, is it necessary? But also like, is this just going to own me or am I going to actually own it? <laughs> yeah. Um, if only we could make, you know, exercising our new hobby. <laughs> like, I know. Or like, why can't we be salads? obsessed about exercising? <laughs> Or getting a good night's sleep. I There are people right. obsessed with that kind of stuff. But I'm going to say this too. In my journey of trying to be a healthier person, the amount of people who like, that is literally all they do, I feel a little bad for them. Like all you do is go to, you know, go to bed at 8 p.m. and wake up at 5 p.m. and then work out in the gym for six hours and eat, you know, uh, chickpeas and, and salads where's your fun do you like do you know you, what? what are your hobbies what are you into you know what i mean you, so you... here's what i want to say <laughs> show me a balanced person <laughs> show me just a regular ass balanced person <laughs> who, you... who, 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 who who leads a pretty good healthy fairly healthy lifestyle but also has like like to have a lot of fun i want to see that person you saying that about people that work out gives me hope for both of us because you said the exact same thing about people that watch football. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I don't get these people that all they do is sit around and watch football and get so invested in the game. And then a couple of years later, that that's you. Yeah. I, I just like so to think of myself years, as a renaissance be, man. <laughs> You're going to be a, a huge workout person. You're yes. going to be swole. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be ripped. <laughs> Maybe yacked. You're gonna be thick, as Colt thick. says. It's <laughs> like, Dad, I'm thick. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, it might have been a little heavy. I don't know. Maybe Mike and I are working out through some things. Maybe we need to go to therapy. I don't know. You tell us. I do, I, I do think this show is a therapy th session sometimes. <laughs> it can be. You know, may, may, you know, I don't know. But that's what happens when you don't come in with a topic. So next next show we're gonna have a topic. <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, baby. Let's go. You know, our <laughs> last Super Bowl episode is actually one of our more popular, most listened to episodes. You gotta be kidding me. No, it that really is wild. Is. Yeah. Wow. You know, we must be. We we might need to start a, a, a football podcast because maybe that's what the <laughs> maybe that's what the people want. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I hope. You have a good rest of the day. And everybody out there listening, I hope you're well. Happy New Year. I hope you reach all your goals. And if you don't have any, try to think of some because I think it's fun. It's something to work towards, something to look forward to. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted on how we're doing. Am I going to have a dad bod by the time we get to Halloween this year? Maybe, but maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
All right, we'll see you guys next time. Or something. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You say see ya, and I say later. Oh, remember? see ya. Later. I <laughs> <laughs> love how we finish each other's. I guess that's long enough. This would have been a good show, too.